This is the day the Lord has made. Thank you for joining us in worship today. We praise God for you and however you're listening. We pray the message you receive will allow you to strengthen your relationship in Christ and build his kingdom as we seek God, shape lives, and serve the world. So um, my text this morning is Mark, Mark 11, 23 through 26. And I'm going to be reading this from the New King James Version. Amen. And this, it reads us thus, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt it in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive and you will have. Amen. And when you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, Listen to this. Neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. Mark 11, 23 through 26. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, gracious God, Father of all wisdom and all truth, we come before you, God, because we love you. We come before you because we need you. Oh, God, we need you. And so, God, I, I pray, Heavenly Father, for every person in this congregation today that you will meet their needs according as they have asked you, God, if it be your will. And then, God, I pray that you would open the hearts and the minds of the hearers today, even me, O oh God, that we will hear your word and not just hear your word, but determine to do your word. God, we bless you. And we praise you for your word that is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Oh, God, I, I pray you anointing on me. I know your anointing is on your word, oh, God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. For a topic today, I want, I want to talk about faith. I need more in 2024. Faith. I need more in 2024. God wants to challenge our faith. He wants to challenge our faith beyond our personal needs. And when we look around our world, we can see that this country and the world is experiencing a cataclysmic shift. Yeah, a cataclysmic shift. There was a time in this country when morality was respected and adhered to. 
Now it seems that anything goes and anyone goes. Are you watching news on TV? Can you see what's happening in our world? We have wars and rumors of wars. We have leaders that are leading in a way that's not uh, for the needs of the people. We have a world that is shifting away from the things of God. And God has called each and every one of us to the kingdom for such a time as this. And if there was ever a time in the history of this world, we need God to increase our faith. Now is the time, my brothers and sisters, to stand and see the salvation of the Lord. God wants to test our faith. Amen. How many of you want strong faith? Yeah, because the scripture talks about little faith, talks about strong faith, it talks about great faith. Can I tell you that if you are asking God for more faith, you, go, you look out for your trials and tribulations because that's what works the faith in you. The testing of our faith, our tribulations, yeah, that's worked out in you for you to be the man or woman God called you to be. How do you describe or how do you describe faith? I bet you if I were having a personal conversation with any of you and I ask you that question, you would take me to Hebrews 11.1. 1. And it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and it is the evidence of things not seen. That's what you would say to me, but what does that mean, brothers and sisters? Amen. What does that mean? And then James tells us that faith without works is dead. Hebrews 11.6 tells us that without faith, it is impossible. Come on and help me to preach. It is impossible to please God. Amen. Well, what does it look like? I'll never forget a scene in a 1989 blockbuster movie, 89, The Last Crusade starting Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. Any Indiana Jones fans in this room? Yeah. Remember Indiana Jones? Yeah, he went and did things. He was, he was a professor and an archeologist. This Last Crusade was an action movie with a whole bunch of twists and turns. Indiana Jones was the protagonist. He was the good guy in this, in this movie and he was searching for the Holy Grail. Now the Holy Grail, brothers and sisters, was the cup or the chalice that Jesus drank from at the Last Supper. It is also said that it's the cup that Joseph of Arimathea, if you remember him, he is the one who, whose tomb Jesus was buried in. But Joseph of Arimathea deposited blood in that cup, the blood of Christ in that cup, as he went into the tomb. So this holy grail was the cup of Christ. Well, Indiana Jones was the protagonist and his antagonist was the Nazi party because they too were after the grail, but they were after it for a different reason. Indiana Jones wanted to preserve it and its legacy, but the Nazi party wanted to use it for what they call magical powers. Drinking of that cup could either give you eternal life 
or it could take life from you. And boy, there's such symbolism in what I just said about the cup and the blood of Jesus. Amen. Now, to get to the Holy Grail, they had to go through a series of experiences and challenges. But there were three challenges uh, that would get them to the Holy Grail. There were three clues that were given. The first clue was the breath of God, only a penitent man will pass. So when you're penitent, that means you're willing to get down on your knees before God. Everybody who tried to get that grail before did not realize what that meant. So they tried to stand up and walk through the path. Indiana Jones understood the clue, so he got down on his knees and he crawled through and he made it to the second destination. That was the first clue. The breath of God, only a penitent man will pass. Are we willing to get on our knees to get the things of God? The second clue is the word of God. Only in the footstep of God will he proceed. So before him, as he got to that place, he looked and he, there was a pathway with uh, letters engraved on stones. But knowing the Hebrew language, he surmised that what I'm going to do is I'm going to step on God. So he stepped out on J, H, V, H, Jehovah, amen. Because in those times, they didn't put vowels to Jehovah's name. It was just J, H, V, H. So Indiana Jones stepped on J, and then on H, and on V, and H, and he got to, through, to the third challenge. Now, the third challenge seems to be the most impossible, because after he got through the second challenge, he found himself at a precipice just an opening with nothing before him. It didn't look like anything was before him, but he could see the cave across from him, which uh, housed the Holy Grail. So he's standing there, and he gets to the third clue. The third clue is this. The path of God, only a leap from the lion's head will he prove his worth. The path of God... Only a leap from the lion's head will he prove his word. So only a leap of faith, brothers and sisters, would he be able to get to the other side. So Indiana Jones kept reciting that over and over and over in his mind. And then he stepped out on faith. And when he stepped out on faith, what he discovered was there was a path right in front of him. He couldn't see it until he stepped out on faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things you do not see. So, brothers and sisters, when we step out on faith, we're stepping out on not what we see, because if you see it, you don't need faith. Amen. But we, faith is substance it's not something nebulous hanging out in the atmosphere, but faith is tangible. That is faith in God. Amen. It's tangible. Brothers and sisters, he stepped out on the lion from the lion's head. Did you know that Jesus is the lion of Judah? Jesus is the lion of Judah that breaks every chain. And he gives to us the victory again and again. There is so much 
symbolism in this story. But I want us to get to our text today because when we talk about the three clues that Indiana Jones had to get to his holy grail, I want us to think about the three clues that Jesus has given us as he's talking to his disciples about great faith. Amen. So let me give you a little backdrop of this story. The reason Jesus even said this to them is because they were coming from Bethany and they were walking through and on their way to Jerusalem and Jesus was hungry. So he looked around and he saw a fig tree that was in full bloom. So Jesus went to that fig tree thinking that he was going to get something to eat. But when he got to that tree, there was no fruit on it. In other words, that fig tree was perpetrating, brothers and sisters. And sometimes as Christians, we're just perpetrating. We look like it on the outside, but what is there really any fruit on your vine? Hallelujah, Jesus. So he said to that tree that should have had fruit, he, he said, he cursed that tree from the roots. He said that no one will eat fruit from you ever again. Well, brothers and sisters, the next day, it says in verse 20, the next day they passed by that same fig tree and it was dried up to the roots. And Peter, remembering what Jesus had said, hallelujah, words have power, brothers and sisters. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this, that words have power when we speak the word in faith because that's what Jesus did. You will, no one will ever... Uh, eat fruit from you again. And Peter said, look, Rabbi, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So in other words, I can see the results of your faith, Jesus. You spoke the word and it happened. And Jesus looked at them and said, have faith in God. It was as though Jesus was saying, that was nothing. What I did was nothing when you think about the faith that you can have in God. Let me tell you what faith can do. Faith, he says, can move mountains. Yeah, faith can move mountains. He said, if you will say to the mountain, here are his three clues. He said, what we say to the mountain. He said, if you say it to the mountain, and he said, and, and believe it in your heart and doubt not. Number one, you say it. Number two, you believe it and you doubt not. He says, whatsoever things you say, you'll have. You don't believe it, do you? And I think the reason you don't believe it is because you're asking God for things that you think is by faith that God don't have in store for you. And when they don't come, you think your faith is not working. But God will give us, when we ask in faith, according to his will now, because you can't, this is one of those examples, you could never ask God for another man's husband or another woman's wife. You cannot do that. Another man's wife, there you go. You could never ask God for another man's wife or another woman's husband and think God is going to give that to you. Uh-huh, because when it doesn't happen, you don't believe God, but you're already asking against God's will. So what he said, if we ask anything, according, this is what he said in 1 John, the fifth chapter. If you ask anything according to my will, he said, I'll hear you. 
not only will I hear you, but I will do the thing. I will answer the prayer and I will bring to pass what you ask me for. How many of you know the will of God for your lives? Amen. There you go. I heard delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you desires of your heart. I heard somebody say that. <coughs> but, you know, when we think about that scripture, that's a whole nother scripture. And I'm not going to go there because it's not in my notes. All right. <laughs> he said, have faith in God. He said, trees and mountains are no match to faith. Brothers and sisters, do you believe that we need to have strong faith in this world right now? Do you know who we are as a people? As children of the Most High God? Do you not know that we are the body of Christ? We are. And Jesus is the head. In other words, he's thinking for us and asking the body to move according to his will. Yeah, the word is in him and he wants to bring the word out through us. But we are. Do you know that we are world changers? We are world changers. Yeah, we can change things. We can, you know, we look at our world and we, and we talk about everything that we see that's wrong. Isn't that just a shame? They just did that. They're just shooting up everybody. They're just using all the crack. Oh, they're just doing everything. Talk, and we, just, we talk about everything they're doing. Instead of talking about it, why don't you talk to God about it? Yeah, why don't you do that? Because God can do the impossible. Amen. He can do what no other power, you know, no other power can do. Amen. Instead of talking about the problem, why don't you talk to God about the problem and ask him to work it out? How many of you know he can work it out? Hallelujah. And God, <laughs> I love this, that God made us in his likeness and his image. Do you remember that that happened at the beginning? And the scripture tells us that in the beginning, God said. And whatever God said, it happened. And if we are made in his image and in his likeness, then what we say have that same power. Because the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is in you. It's in me. You said, but I, I, I don't feel it. Well, it's not about feelings, brothers and sisters, because feelings are fickle. Sometimes you feel like a nut and sometimes you don't. So you cannot go by feelings. No, you can't. You got to go by what you know, what God said about you. Amen. And this is what God says. In, in God's economy, not earth, Wind or fire can withstand the power of God. So you know if earth, wind, or fire cannot withstand it, people can't either. Hallelujah to Jesus. And the thing about Jesus is when he was here, and he walked on this earth for three years, and he gave his disciples the word of God. He taught them how to live. But before he left, in Luke 10, 19, he said, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all, all and over all and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. 
Jesus was just talking. He didn't know what he's talking about. Right, wrong. Jesus knew exactly what he was doing when he gave us power. We just don't know. We, I think that we believe that the reason God saved us is so we can go to heaven. But what about all this time you got on earth? Because that really is what your salvation is about. Pastor's theme for the year and last year is we represent Christ. Do you think that Jesus would just be waiting just to get to heaven? No, uh-uh, brothers and sisters, he has a greater work for us to do. Amen. So Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is, and I just like it right there. Now faith is. Do you know the word is is a continuing word? Because is always is. It always is. It is infinite. And it says now faith is, which means that faith always will be the substance of things hoped for. Faith is, you got it in your hand. You just don't know it. You don't know how to exercise it. And, and until, you know, if you don't exercise a muscle, it will atrophy. But when you start exercising your faith, you can start with the little things, brothers and sisters. You can start with the little thing for me. God, what did I do with my keys? And the next thing you know, I see my keys. I'm talking about start with trusting God with little things and let your faith grow. He said the Faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. Amen. I'm almost done. Faith is trust. Faith is God's divine persuasion that he's given to every believer. God's word says about us, and it is the litmus test for who we are in Christ, the word of God. We are more than conquerors. We are ambassadors for Christ. We are the body of Christ. We are the light of the world. We are a holy people, a peculiar nation, which that brings forth the praises of God who's brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So brothers and sisters, the word says this for us. In 2024, if you haven't started your walk, the scripture says that we walk by faith and not by sight. In other words, faith is bigger than what you see. I can't say that hard enough. I can't say that with too much emphasis. Faith is more than what you see. It is saying that you believe in God more than you believe in you. Yeah. You believe God more than you believe. How many of you have seen God with your eyes? But you believe him, don't you? Well, the word tells us to have faith in the God that you believe in. Do you know that in seven days he created everything that we see? At, at least that's what it says in Genesis. Everything that we see, seven days. Do you know that we believe in a God who sees all? He knows all. He's everywhere at all times, and he has all power. Why would you not have faith in that God who sees all, knows all, everywhere at all times, has all power? 
Can you answer that question? Answer it for yourself, brothers and sisters. So what I'm saying to you today is that faith is not something we read about. Faith is something that we need to know about for your life. Do you know that it took faith just for you to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yeah. We accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior by faith. That's what the word tells us. If you will believe in your heart, confess it with your mouth. Believe that Jesus is Lord. Believe it in your heart. Confess it with your mouth. He says, not maybe, but that you shall be saved. It took faith for you to believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. So all of us have faith. Now, what we do with the faith that God has given us is dependent upon you. You can not use it and let it atrophy and your muscles are weak and limp. Or you can exercise that faith and you can become an iron man. And iron sharpens iron. Amen. You can use your faith and grow. But faith, brothers and sisters, defies reason and logic. And that's why a lot of people don't believe in God because they haven't seen him. And do you really believe that a virgin had a baby and that that baby grew up and he was the salvation of the world? Yes, I do. Yes, I believe that. Do you really believe that there, there, a man built an ark and it rained for 40 days and after 40 days? Yes, I do. Do you believe? Yes, I do. I believe that God created the heavens and earth. That God is the creator and sustainer of humankind. That it's nothing we did to make it happen. It's all about God. And I believe that. Faith, brothers and sisters, is more real than what we see. Faith is more powerful than what we conceive. Faith is more valuable than anything we possess. Faith is above us, but yet not beyond us. Faith is from God, but requires human cooperation. Amen. Faith will not activate if we don't activate. Hallelujah. Faith is a process, brothers and sisters. You say it, and you keep on saying it. Isn't that what the word of God says? He says that, if you seek me, keep on seeking. If you knock, keep on knocking. Yeah, and keep on, keep on seeking, keep on knocking. <laughs> that door is going to answer. That door is going to open up and you're going to get that answer. Don't give up just because you don't see it immediately. You said, but Jesus saw it immediately. Jesus had the God kind of faith. <laughs> The God kind of faith that could speak anything into existence. And the moment he said it, he believed it would happen. Our faith is a process. And that's okay because we're human. But God will see us through the process. So we say it. And what you say, do you really believe it? Because think about Abraham. He was 75 years old when God gave him the promise that he would be the father of nations. That he and his wife Sarah would have a child. But it took 25 years for the promise to come. Now, what if he had stopped believing? No, God didn't say that. I, I made it all up. Then, do you know that if he had lost faith, that, that Isaac would not have been born? Don't you know that faith is such a process, you just got to keep believing God? You can't drop your faith to the ground. Because in that, God is testing your faith. See, God is not testing your faith for him because God knows what you're going to do. God is testing your faith for you so you will know what you are going to do. Does that make sense to you? 
if God sees all and knows all, he knows exactly how much faith you got. But God wants to build your faith. So he keeps putting things in your way to build you. Now what you're going to do with that is up to you. Don't walk out before you allow God to walk in. A whole lot of marriages have been lost because they walked out before they let God walk in. A whole lot of Christian marriages have been lost. Yeah, because they didn't consult the one who they said put them together. It's a process. But brothers and sisters, if we would just trust God, as Jesus said, have the God kind of faith, that if you would say to the mountain, be thou removed, cast into the sea, and doubt it not in your heart, whatever things you say will come to pass. Now, I want to be truthful with you to say I'm still grasping a hold of that. My faith is still growing. I'm still getting to the place where I can do exactly what this word of God said. But I tell you what I am doing. I am doing it. I am walking by faith the best that I can to walk by faith and to follow the word of God. Amen. In my situations in life, that lets God know that we are walking by faith when we follow him. Say it and believe it and then watch God do it through you, through you, through you, through you. But I just want to add this one little clause to it because this may be the reason some of you haven't received the answer to your faith. Jesus says this very clear to them. When you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive them that your Father in heaven may also forgive you. So in other words, your unforgiveness will block your faith. It will block, according, I didn't say it, Jesus said it. He said it'll block your faith. So while you stand praying, while you're asking God, while you believe in God, you search your mind. Do you, is there anyone that you have not forgiven and let God tell you that and forgive them and move on. Jesus gave us the word of faith. Jesus lived by faith. That's why he came, he ministered, he died, he was buried. I can't do it like pastor can. I can't do that thing like him. I can't preach the Friday. One of these days I won't be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do it like this by faith in Jesus' name. Jesus came on Friday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then on Saturday night, yeah. But early on Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his head. He raised from the dead so that you and I could be saved, brothers and sisters. Thank you, Pastor, for making me have faith right there. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Each of us has given, been given the measure of faith. So right now, today, if you're in this place, you have enough faith to believe God, to come to him, and, and trust him to be your Lord and Savior. So I'm going to ask if you stand with us all over the congregation. Pastor's going to come, and he's going to lead us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. Wow. Let's take it in. 
those who are watching online, those who are here, you understand the fact that Jesus already did the hard work for you to be saved. Can you have faith enough to believe that God loves you in spite of what you've done, where you've done it, how you've done it? He loves you and he wants you to be in fellowship with him. He wants to increase your faith from wherever you are. I know some people think, well, you know, them church people, they, they're so holy. They, they got it all together. Well, yeah, we all still stumbling through this whole thing called faith and asking and receiving forgiveness and trusting God in the midst of it. You're here today and you understand that I need God in my life. I can't keep doing it the way I've been doing it. The way I'm doing it, I'm not getting anywhere. I keep hitting these roadblocks. But there's a God who wants to increase my faith. Who wants to help me to have joy and peace. Just peace. You know, peace. He's the prince of peace. Some, some folks just need peace just so they can sleep at night. But he said, I give it to you. I give it to you. I give it to you. Can you trust God with that? If you're here on today and you're in this building, we're going to pray a prayer. And the prayer says that, first of all, we all admit that we've sinned and come short. Don't, don't go to God with a haughty spirit. You're going to save me just because I am who I am. No. He's going to save us because we sinned and come short. And that's all of us. We all have sinned and come short. So the prayer is, I've sinned. I'm sorry for my sins, but I have a willingness to turn from my sins. I have a willingness to live for you. And then, here's the part. I believe in my heart. Here's your faith. You know, we're saved by grace through faith. His grace, our faith. Here's the faith. I believe that Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave. Now, when we say that, the Bible says, if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, that's why you have to pray it. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God is raised from the dead, the Bible says you shall be saved. Hallelujah. That's all it takes. That's what it takes. That's all it takes. So that's the prayer we're going to pray. If you want to pray that prayer with me online, you pray this prayer with me in the building. If you want to accept the Lord into your life, your life can be transformed right now. Regardless of whatever else you heard, whatever else people said, it's your faith. You have enough faith to do that if you just believe. This is the prayer you pray. You say, Father God, I have sinned. I have not been all I should be. I am sorry for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I believe in my heart. Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave. I'm willing to trust you, God all the days of my life. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Help me to be what you want me to be. I will tell others that you saved me. Thank you, God, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. By the word of God, if you've accepted Jesus Christ, Lord, and Savior, if you believe the prayer that you prayed, the Bible says you're saved. You're now a disciple of Christ. But now we'll also give you an opportunity to become a member of First African Baptist Church, either online and right here in this building. If you'd like to be a member of First African, you've accepted Christ, we invite you to come on this morning. Won't you come? That God challenges your faith in 2024.
It is the burden of my heart to pray daily for our nation and our world. And I want you to join me in daily prayer for our nation and our world because we are in a shift, brothers and sisters, and what affects one government affects the next. So please pray for our nation and our world. Amen. The benediction. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace and give you peace and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace, brothers and sisters. Amen. Remain connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website, firstafricanbc.com. You may also contribute through an app called Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. May God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us.